Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Well, our second reading this morning does come from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verse uh, 4. But I thought this morning it might be helpful to uh, hear that verse in its full context. So the reading will actually be from Matthew 5, uh, verses 1 to 12. Hear now the word of the Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask that as your scripture has been read and as it is proclaimed, that the meditations of our hearts and our minds may be pleasing and acceptable to you. That as your spirit dwells among us, that it opens us, that it renews us that it allows us to feel your presence and the presence of those, O Lord, who have come before us as we continue to strive and seek to be your hands and feet in the world. We ask this in your most holy name. Amen. This morning we take time to reflect on one saying of Jesus, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. It falls within a more extensive series of blessings and teachings known as the Beatitudes in which Jesus turns conventional wisdom on its head. The words that Jesus, the words of Jesus that we hear this morning talk about mourning, they talk about loss on a much more expansive level, but as we remember those who have come before us on this day, we will take these words as they are. Words that we may find reassuring, but words that still remind us of the complexities of life and everything that comes with it. Because you see, there is something sacred that occurs in the moments when we sit with the stories of those who have come before us. It could be the stories of those who have joined the heavenly ranks recently, Or it could be individuals who went ahead a long time before we were even born. On this day, on this All Saints Day, 
We recall those stories because they are a part of the novel that is still being written, written together, the story of humanity. But when it comes time to end a chapter, that's when things become uneasy. Of course, we love to talk about new beginnings and fresh starts. Who doesn't? But endings have never really been our specialty. But however, in a, perhaps our, in our avoidance of talking about closing chapters and death and dying and resurrection, the resurrection hope, we have forgotten how to talk, how to feel about death. Ironically, in our aversion to confronting the sting of death, we have allowed ourselves to become even more susceptible to the pain by glancing over the hard conversations that often arise over the issue of our last chapters. That's why it's essential to talk about death, to talk about dying, and to talk about the resurrection in a way that holds the grief, loss, and joy, and resurrection hope together. It's a package that unfortunately can't be piecemealed, but one that needs to be taken as a whole, as a whole experience, as we come face to face with the fullness of God who created us. During my time as a hospital chaplain, uh, my supervisor uh, never allowed us to say that someone had passed away. Whenever we talked about the loss of a patient, my supervisor strongly encouraged us to say instead that they died. Truth be told, it didn't feel right. The word never wanted to roll off the tongue, nor was there any way it should roll off the tongue naturally. Looking back, though, I could see why my super, what my supervisor was trying to do, which was to instill a certain level of comfort when it came to how we talked about death. Because if we are able to take back control, we might discover that in the midst of grief and loss, there is something waiting to be found. I'm not sure if there is a right or a wrong answer in saying what there is to be found, but I've come to believe that when we change our mindset in regards to death, there is something we will uncover in the process the process of working through those various and complex feelings. In the last chapter of his book, Being Mortal, which I highly suggest you read, Atul Gawande, who's a doctor, writes on the courage we need to embody that courage when we talk about life and death. He writes this. He says, I am leery of suggesting the idea that endings are controllable. No one's ever really has control. Physics, biology, and accidents ultimately have their way in our lives. But the point is that we are not helpless either. Courage is the strength to recognize both realities. We have room to act, to shape our stories. Though as time goes by, it comes narrower and narrower. A few, a few conclusions have become clear when we understand this. That our most cruel failure is how we treat the sick and the aged is the failure to recognize that they have priorities beyond merely being safe and living longer. 
that the chance to shape one's own story is essential to sustaining meaning in life. That we have the opportunity to refashion our institutions, our culture, and our conversations in ways that transform the possibilities for the last chapters of everyone's lives. You see, it's a blessing and it's a joy to be able to be light bearers, to be storytellers who carry the essence of those who have gone before us. It's a blessing as well to be ones who have control over the stories that are shared and honor the gift of life that we have been bestowed. That is why we cannot squander the opportunities we have to take control in shaping how we want those last few chapters of our lives to pan out. It's not selfish. It's not morbid. It's what we call being responsible stewards of this gift of life and making sure that gift is preserved in a way that honors it. On this All Saints Day, we are posed with a peculiar question. Will we let the sting of death win? Or will we overcome by not only carrying the stories of others, but shaping our own stories as well? This morning, we have time to pause, to reflect, and ask ourselves this question. As we celebrate, as we remember the lives of the many saints of God, we are given a moment to reflect on our own narratives as well. Not in a depressing or a downtrodden manner, but one that looks forward with courage and hope and assurance that our lives are and will continue to be part of God's ongoing tapestry. As we hear Jesus this morning speaking a litany of blessings, we take to heart what it means to be a comfort. And we take to heart what it means for those who mourn to be comforted. And as we will soon name those who we have lost, we remember those stories that have not been shared as well. We recognize this morning those who have perished at unjust hands and systems. Those who have died in darkened corners of tyrannies around the world. We remember the stories of those who have died in faraway places, faraway places while serving either their country or their fellow human beings. We honor this morning the stories of those who have died from others' ignorance and hate, the countless number of stories that have long been silenced because of a person's race, creed, gender, or ideology. We remember those things as we remember all the stories that we carry. And the thing is about those stories is that they're powerful. Because the sting of death is only as powerful as we are willing to let it. The sting of death is real. It is real. And it is painful. It is something that we probably have all experienced. But there is something there that is greater. Something that is much more powerful than death. And that is the life that comes from God. It is the sustaining life that we find in one another. 
And it is the wellspring of courage that we can draw upon as we look to the great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us, surrounds us on a daily basis. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. These words are more than a promise. They represent a reality, a reality that is manifested in the here and now. Each time we pay respects to those who have passed, each time we help the needy and stand up to injustice, each time we provide a shoulder for someone to cry on, these words prove true. Death cannot separate us from love. The love we find in God, the love that we witness in those who are near to us, and the love that we feel from the great cloud of witnesses that is all around us. Death cannot separate us from those feelings and divine connections that bring us close, that draw us in to the heart of God. So on this day, and really every day, go out and embrace that gift of life. Take up the holy charge of living a life that tells your story. Face death head on by not being afraid to talk about it. And when we do come to that time, the time when we write our last chapter or being with those who are mourning, be sure to provide comfort and care as you would hope for the same. And lastly, may you feel the love of God. If not now, sometime soon, I pray. I pray that it manifests itself in our neighbors, our friends, our family, those who have close ties to us. And I pray that it ties us, that it brings us all together with saints here, saints present, saints that are past and future. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.